If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. I'm Catherine Maringolo, and you're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Well, hello. Good afternoon, Elon. Good afternoon, Rachel. How are you on this lovely Thursday? Hey, children. (laughs) (laughs) Children. Children, adults, come one, come all. It's Lost and Rewound here on the 3 p.m. hour of Radio Free Brooklyn's Thursday drive, shall we say. Radio Free. Maybe you're not driving. I don't know. Maybe you're just chilling in your studio. Yeah. Maybe you're creating something beautiful, or maybe you're having some coffee. Maybe you're chilling with somebody you love. Who maybe knows? you're writing papers for midterm season. Also that. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the case is, we appreciate you being here to join us. Uh, we do the show every week on RFB to go and dig deep into our sounds from the past and learn a little bit about how we got from there to here. Uh, every week is different. Every guest has something new to share. And if you want to be one of those guests, go right ahead. Email us and let us know what you got. Yep. Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And uh, we're always happy to take a listen to whatever you may have, especially if it's very, very old. Because if it's very, very old, it's probably very, very detached from who you are now. And that's what we're here for. We're here to connect those dots. Nothing better than seeing a person grow over the course of their lifetime oh, as yeah. an artist. We have a really exciting show coming for you today. We have a first-time guest, and uh, we'll get to them very, very shortly. So Indeed. shall we begin? Yeah! The theme song for the show. Okay. Ringolo is a New York-based multidisciplinary theater maker whose most recent work is a one-person show entitled Threshold. It follows one woman's mission to reconstruct a part of her youth in order to reconcile and reclaim it. Here to talk about that, her beginnings in music, dance, and acting, and maybe some audio content that sheds some light in one of those... (laughs) 
<laughs> Please welcome the very awesome Catherine Maringolo. Hi. Hello. Hello, Catherine. Hey. Got to give a quick shout out to Joy Donze, who connected us. Yes. And, my wonderful director uh, and creative consultant on the piece. Aww. So happy. She's so sweet. Mm. She's the sweetest. She's, she's the, the nicest person the, I've ever met. The she's limited the, experience she, I have with this person. She's, she's, quite she's like a care bear. She's the sweetest Scorpio that is a I know. Great, no, she is, is, she is Funshine Bear. I've never met a human bear. that is more like the the human version, kind of version equivalent of a equivalent care bear. of a care bear. I give you props because it's nice to be able to have somebody on who could talk objectively about the care bears and comparing people to them. I don't ever get to do that because I watched it and always felt like I was the only person who watched it. You so. are not the only you person. You are absolutely not. I'm here to tell you today, you are not alone. Joy is the sweetest Scorpio. I think I could say care that bear. I know. Well, I'm a Scorpio as well. Oh well, we what? we're gonna we have as to. Scorpio sisters. We're like. Very, I got a tarot reading, and it and it confirmed my decision to to work with her on well, this piece. She's Boom. got she then she has competition then because uh, already you are making a fabulous impression. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I've gotten a chance to see your work. I did get a chance to go on my own, uh, very last minute, I should say. Um, recommended by Joy to come check out her show in where you were dancing and thrashing and acting and crying and just <laughs> pouring every ounce of emotion in a beautiful, beautiful black box theater over at the, um, what, the Agnes Varis Performing Arts Center in okay. Lower cool. Manhattan. Yeah, at Gibney. The Gibney, Gibney yeah. Gibney Dance, yeah. yeah. They were they were beautiful and wonderful hosts of the work yeah. um, through a wonderful program called Pop Showing. They have pop showing and they have pop performance. And um, yeah, so technically it wasn't a performance. It was a showing or a sharing. Yes. But uh, yeah. Like any How good art. The run? It was just one night. Just a one night. That's what I was going to say. Oh like, my God. Talk about the pressure. That's what I told you. Wow. It was like just giving birth. Once. You were not. Wow. I did not appreciate that comment at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Before the show, yeah, we were chatting about a little bit about the, uh, the piece. And I guess the whole point of the, what is it said? It was pop, um, pop showing. It's like so, a performance opportunity project. There was the potential to show it more than once, but I felt like for the first interaction with audience that um, the appropriate nature would be to, to have it just exist once in this iteration. Have you ever done a show like that where it was just a one-time thing or is this a, no, a new this frontier for you? This is a new frontier along with solo work. So, along with solo work. Yeah. yeah. Was this possibly one of the more fulfilling experiences of your artistic career or was it less so or was it simply I would say a whole new I would frontier? say most but also sort of incomparable to some other more like acting projects but I would say mm. most fulfilling because I created all of it basically and with the help of joy with her guidance and careful eye we created this thing and uh yeah super proud of it is this the first time you had had a conception of something and were able to see it come completely to life and feel like total ownership of it just yes. it'd be a dump of you yes so that was the goal i wow. set off i wow, set out bold. almost a year ago with the uh with a couple questions in mind um specifically about trauma and where it lives in the body and how we can move energy through the body and mm. heal um so this sort of endeavor was part healing exploration and part getting back in touch with my artistry getting back in touch yeah i had a bit of a hiatus how old were you when you got on that hiatus and what kind of an artist were you before you went on that hiatus so i guess the for all intents and purposes the hiatus happened sort of involuntarily because i couldn't get work 
as an actor, mm. um, which I think a it lot happens. of people can relate yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard, um, I've heard things. I've heard things. Yeah. And I, um, I also was feeling really unfulfilled by that track mm. um, and sort of the lack of ownership and the amount of permission required in order to even get to the point of creation mm. or sharing. Um, so the one of the goals in terms of like modalities was to remove all permission um, uh, or seeking any kind of permission yeah. um, and to just get in a studio. So I just started renting studio space and uh, and creating yes. from there. Um, but it's was been there, a real learning curve. Yeah. Was there a particular person or a particular book or a particular yes. moment that influenced um, you to do that? A dear friend and mentor and former professor of mine, Erica Fay. She's a Grotowski, it's a physical theater method mm. uh, teacher. And um, I reconnected with her and went on a workshop uh, trip to Greece, to an island in Greece, uh, not this past summer, but the one before. Mm. And um, I had trained in Grotowski in under, uh, in, sorry, in graduate, in graduate school. Where'd you go to grad school? Uh, the new school for drama. Nice. I got my MFA oh, there. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, trained with her there and did some other physical theater stuff. Also learned about devising theater and, mm. uh, building collaborative theater, which I was really jazzed about, but never really could conceive that, that I could do that mm. on my own, that that didn't seem like within the realm of possibility. And, uh, so I went on this trip with her. The workshop itself was actually sort of experimental for her in a way too, because it was the first time she, well, maybe not the first time, but at the beginnings of her applying Grotowski technique to the individual and not necessarily to um, actors creating roles. Mm. Um, and it was really pivotal for me, um, spiritually, emotionally, um, physically. I feel like I was exercised on that island in Greece. Something came out of me and something came into me at the same you, time. You entered one thing and left another. <laughs> yeah, indeed. You you didn't you got your groove back? I don't know if that's I how think <laughs> Catherine got her groove back. What, are you from That's the film. Please tell me what what is the Greek island's name? Uh Kufanisha. Kufanisha. Catherine got her Kufanisha back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh wait, so do you have family from like Greece for or where no, where's where's all your I'm, family usually come from? I'm uh mostly like half Italian. And then about a quarter Irish and a quarter Ukrainian. And being over there where it seemed from what it sounds like you really uh, were able to take ownership of your autonomy as an artist and not have to feel so uh, dependent on anybody else. Had you experienced something as an actor coming up and, you know, not even before grad school mm -hmm. where you felt a draw to that, that, that element? Oh, absolutely. I mean... I think that um, it was almost a reconnecting to that that childhood passion that a lot of creators have before the uh, permission and the categorizing happens. Yes, um, absolutely. And so, yeah, so uh, it sort of felt like coming home yeah. in a e way. Elon and I know each other through, or at least have an improv connection. Yes. And one of the highest sort of art forms there, one of the sort of, you know, the, the au of the form is trying to find that sense of childlike play, mm -hmm. a willingness with, you know, to just explore and yeah. not judge what you are finding interesting or, Absolutely. or satisfying. In a and moment. being comfortable with uncertainty. Oh yeah. Yeah. So was that, was Surrender. that something that dance brought to you or was yeah, that? Yeah. So that just... I, I have always, I think from childhood, always been a mover mm -hmm. and, um, 
among other things, a bit a of a shaker and a mover, a shaker, <laughs> a money maker, a popper, a locker, a baby, a booty dropper. No, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, Work so I uh, uh, through sort of piecing things together had just over the years felt very fragmented, um, mm. felt all of my artistry be fragmented and and was told, you know, you have to choose one thing, be one thing or you will mm. be so scattered. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I made that mistake. <laughs> yeah. Eventually I got to the point of like, fuck you to everyone's, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, nice. But it took a bit, it took that extra push of courage and uh, reminder specifically for me personally of the tool of my body mm. to do that, to actually make physical steps. Had you been an athlete at some point in your life? Uh, I was always a dancer. Okay. Um, I was you said you trained in ballet, yes. Yeah, ballet okay. from a young age. Mm -hmm. And then I had some craziness go on in my teen years, which uh, was inspiration for this piece, actually. Mm. And um, began horseback riding, and that was a big mm. part of my life, both then and into college. I actually lived down in LA for a few years oh, and wow. Ooh. Like how, where in LA <laughs> from 17 to 19. Wait, what? Okay. Mm -hmm. Dropped out of high school. Where, where in LA? Uh, Burbank and then the Hollywood oh, Hills. Oh my God, where in Burbank? Please, where oh, Burbank? Oh, on Riverside Drive at the Riverside Apartments. Are you serious? I was in the Oakwood Apartments. You, on... Of course you were. Everyone was in the Oakwood Apartments. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I yeah. I was just way more original. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I don't want you to give away anything about your show per se if you don't feel comfortable, but um, I am starting to understand that uh, due to maybe some things that occurred in your teen years, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, that led you to get the fuck out of your hometown and, Basically, and move uh, out west. Basically. It's like I had to go 3,000 miles to get away from, from what was going on. I get that. Because when I went to college, I went to South Carolina from New Jersey, mm. having never really been outside of New Jersey that much. And like that's what I needed to do. I needed to yeah. go 600 miles yeah. away. Mm. Yeah. I would have gone 3,000 had that been an option, but it was not an option. I wanted to. <laughs> You're like, I'll take six, 600. Yeah. You're like, I'll take it. I'm yeah. just going. So when you're trying to, you know, get yourself back up uh, and stand in a city that is totally brand new, I imagine that it was probably a really rough first uh, few months. It was rough, but the the interesting thing about it is um, I hadn't quite reconciled at all or recognized what I had gone through. So there was a lot going on in me that I wasn't able to uh, connect. Um, mm. So I, I was just this emotional, like, crazy energy that uh, you know obviously felt appropriate and fit into pursuing acting mm. but it created chaos and havoc in my personal life as well so you if you're willing i would love to hear about how you what what events essentially triggered you to go out there so i am still working through some of that specifically especially in the early stages of this piece being um performed and shared Rather, I shouldn't say perform because really the goal is is a shared experience. I I don't really want the viewer or the the witness to be privy to so much that it colors their experience. Mm. I find it more important that they can come in without preconceived um, sort notions. of knowledge um, or yeah notions and um, can take from it what they see. So mm. yeah, and at this point in time, I'm just not there. I'm not so, ready. I gotcha. Totally, yeah. totally gotcha. I mean, this was a full audience, right? Did you know the vast majority of these people? Uh, you know none I knew of them? most, uh, but uh -huh. I didn't know some of them. 
Um, but putting yourself out there like that, like, yeah. my God, that I is I think that's sort terrifying. of my style. I'm sort of <sighs> wild and all or nothing. I guess it's the Scorpio in me. And it was like, this is the way I need to share. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, who is not totally insane when they're 16? <laughs> oh, for sure. And Ding! No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was not. I was not that crazy at 16. Well, I mean, I, I'm saying, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sort of trying to use the more superficial generalization of just that, like, your teenagers are tumultuous. And sure. So, and so, having to move through that is hard. But, mm-hmm. but that all or nothing sensation. My favorite artists, and at least within my own experiences, the ones where it is just dump it you know what i yeah. mean like poor mm-hmm. it, those are by far the most meaningful and have the most longevity yeah was that the, has that been the experience you've had has it has it so achieved that feeling that style. you wanted or okay i like to do stuff that's sticky and viscous and that, thick yeah. and that's my style both in roles i like to play which are not easy to get mm. um unless you create them and also i kind of have this theory that we're all we all come into the world like already who we are, like we're already who we are and, and fully formed. And we just sort of like uh, start growing and changing and becoming these formed bodies. But the essence of us is sort of the same. So if you can just imagine, Mm -hmm. um, Elon, you're the only one who saw it, but if you can just imagine that thrashing body as a child, I mean, that, that was me, Mm. you know, really just, um, all over the place, but also having moments of sensitivity and softness and ease. It is an experience to see such a uh, going from zero to 60 to zero uh, in terms of the amount of energy, the ability to uh, be dancing around with such, you know, high energy and then going into a catatonic state with crying. Mm-hmm. And you just have this ability to just like juggle all of these emotions in such an incredible way. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if anybody else in your family saw it. And if they didn't, do you have any uh, other siblings or uh, parents or grandparents who are, are all acting or involved in the theater arts? Uh, so the answer to that is no. Um, my... <laughs> Dad had wanted to come see it, and I had some reservations. Um, and oh, wow. then, uh, and then I told him if he wanted to come, I didn't want to deny him that opportunity. But he felt that we came to the agreement that for this iteration, it was better that he support from afar. Okay. Um. So, oh, that's uh, a very yeah. Advanced dialogue to be. Yeah. Wow. That- yeah. Therapy for the win, guys. Hell yeah. Seriously. <laughs> seriously, seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so my sister and brother-in-law in Vermont, they couldn't make it down. They have two little kids. And my brother is in Oregon. And so, and I was just out there. I officiated his wedding. Hey. Aww. It was nice. lovely. It was really lovely. So that, um, that, yeah. that's another thing we have in common. We're both ordained by the Universal Church of That's Life. right. Ow! That's right. I did one wedding too as well. So uh, I actually, all, all I got is one. I actually showed up and they were like, oh, by the way, we also want you to play Ripple by the Grateful Dead as we walk down the aisle. Of course. Sure. As one does. Right. <laughs> That's so, amazing. That's amazing. So Everything fun. about what you just said is amazing. So fun. Um, two of their lovely friends. One was in the was, you know, a groomsman and the other was maid of honor, I believe. And uh, she played the melody. I played the chords and he played banjo. And it nice. was lovely. Wow. So in general, when you're performing, do you prefer to have an audience who you know very well or do you prefer to have an audience of strangers just in general i tell you i i would have to say in general i prefer strangers because i'm excited about connection with the unfamiliar and also it's less intimate in a way 
Mm-hmm. Like there's an intimacy there and they're strangers, but it's hard to do certain shit in front of your family. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of why I asked that because I also prefer to do things in front of strangers, but mm-hmm. the moment somebody I know is in the room, I freeze. Yeah. And I think maybe my dad had that fear that something like that might happen. So he was like, I want to make sure that, you know, he doesn't really talk like that. But <laughs> <laughs> You're just being the universal uh, you know, dad. Well, I, I, generic father. Yeah, would. I just, I, I want you to have like a good go of it, you know, like just, <laughs> just, I, you know, all right, sweetie, don't hold anything back. So. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's a really sweet. It's good to Yeah. It's very understanding. Can, but um, can I, real, real quick analogy. Um, Ethan Hawke has this thing that he talks about where he'll, he had this one line that I love, which is your body does as an act when you're acting, your body doesn't know that you're lying. And so he they have this him and his wife had this have a trash can at their home. Um, and one night when he came back from playing Hamlet, he, you know, all the emotions of doing mm-hmm. the character well made him lose his shit on the trash can and just total it. Yes. And so now whenever he does a new whenever he's accepting a new role, his wife will say to him. Um, okay, well, what does the trash can think about that? <laughs> and so, was there a was? Did you have? Was there a trash can? Well, essentially, yeah. It's a, yeah. did you find? Did you find yourself all of a sudden lashing so, out emotionally in ways you never? And, and so, as I said, this was sort of the impetus for the exploration of the piece. Started mm-hmm. sort of in a healing modality, in mm-hmm. a getting back to self. Um, and I'm I'm really starting to to come to the belief that artistry is individuality and is um is a sacred part of yourself healing incarnate yeah sure yeah Yeah. exactly um so working on the piece in general was therapeutic for me because it's it's not as though i was creating a role or acting in a piece that was an experience that was vastly different from mine that i needed to sort of detach from but with that said because of the closeness i did have to create a degree of separation um, and like give her name and create distance so that when I was done in the studio, I could sort of, you know, wipe my hands and, and walk away. But it's hard because I was creating all of the content for the piece. So I was writing, creating movement, creating monologue, thinking about it visually as well uh, and sp- spatially. So I-, I was thinking about it all the time. So, yeah, it was hard to sort of detox from that. And especially after the final push of the showing i mean the the show really kind of gelled and became the iteration it was basically in the last two weeks of working oh sure um and that's just kind of how i'm finding that i work Mm -hmm. um i had a lot of content that had to Mm -hmm. be whittled down so there were a lot of possibilities and it's it's easy to stay in process and that's one thing that the lovely joy really helped with was, you know, being somebody that held me accountable to making artistic choices and mm-hmm. sort of walking with me in that process. So, um, but yes, the the final week of runs, doing that Man. run every night uh, was super challenging physically. Oh I had to, I, I, I've been going to acupuncture um, that's, hey, that's, and just really having it, to up it. my yeah. self-care yeah. game because, right um, but part of the goal and the interest was to push my my physical limits. And that also speaks to the title in a way, threshold, you know, pushing past our, our limit. Yeah. I mean, upside one, you're way ahead of the game just by <laughs> knowing that you have to do that. Yeah. Right. Like, I cannot tell you how many conversations I have with, with close friends who are basically like, all right, after conceptualization, you need three days of nothing. You need three days mm-hmm. to do nothing just to feel normal. Then you can start contemplating what your next move is. Yeah. What was your friend's react? What were your what were your mm. reaction to your well, friends? What was the reaction of joy? And what and how did you 
feel coming out of it? And I mean, in the moment and please answer any of those. Um, so we're speaking specifically like night of like the, the share. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of feedback did you get for the show? Uh, I was very fortunate to have all very extremely lovely receptive individuals in the, in the quote unquote audience yeah. or sharing it with. Um, and, uh, I got nothing but amazing feedback of that was so intimate. That was so raw people seeing their own stories in it, which was nice. what I really, really loved. I was there for the talk back and I can only imagine you must've gotten some even more truly uh, heartfelt feedback um, in person, not in front of other people for that mm-hmm. talk back, like, you know, one-on-one and it's wonderful that you could be able to provide that to total strangers. Yeah. You would have, had that same feeling of gratitude to a friend who was there seeing you and, yeah. and shedding that part of you yeah. to somebody that didn't know. Um, did that happen uh, for yeah, a, a number it did. of people? It did. And it was um, physically and a bit emotionally, I was a bit in shock right after because I literally mm. went and changed and came back two minutes later and then <laughs> walked into a room snowed. full of people I mean, like, and we were like, now yeah. we're going to do a talk back. Exactly. Um, you wash your face on Yeah. Video. And I was just like a ball of sweat, but it was lovely. And um, yes, many people congratulated me and and really just as much as uh, congratulating um, the piece, they congratulated the effort and the sort of willingness to explore something to to fruition or to becoming something outside of myself or that I that was shareable. You were uh, talking before when you were uh, in Oregon about playing guitar. Curious what your uh, first instrument that you ever learned to play was. Was it guitar or something else? Uh, I always wanted to play something growing up, but I had too many different things. I was very flitty from thing to thing. I wouldn't say I was super grounded. Never, never, <laughs> never starting something and never finishing it. Yeah. Hopping to an next part. No, uh, no yeah. way. No way. Yeah. Is, that, is that a thing that happens? Yeah. Is that a thing that happens? So no instruments really growing up. I kind of taught myself like keyboard a little bit. I had mm. one of those keyboards that lit up. Ooh. Oh yeah, and it like played some Disney tunes on that. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Look, I can play Chopin," <laughs> but really, I couldn't. And then uh, my dad got me a guitar a year or two after I graduated from graduate school for a Christmas present. Um, and I, my mom had passed away right as I graduated grad school, and um, he was like, "I want to get you guys something that you really want, something special." And I was like, well, you know what? I've been saying my entire life I want to play guitar. So if you'd want to get me something, get me a guitar. So I taught myself guitar, but I didn't really grow up playing anything, just sort of singing and like, um, yeah, I could sort of plunk things out by ear, but I wasn't trained musically. If you could pick one instrument, like only one, and you pick it up and you automatically are a master at it, what would it be? Anything. Um, Okay, so my first thought is, is banjo but actually probably the harp maybe yeah yeah the harp or yeah what harp. about the harp do you like uh i just like how it it really sings mm-hmm. it's an elegant instrument yeah it's and elegant also very and large it, it's elegant and large and it looks like an angel's wing and is energetically i think so different from me mm-hmm so that's why. Ooh, how do you, whoa, please how do you talk travel to with yeah. a harp too? I mean, I don't know, but I'm hard a, to travel with. Nothing. I know how no. I do know a person who's a professional harpist, and and traveling with his harp is not the most fun Ooh, thing wait. that he does. Either okay, harp <laughs> or 
I would love to play cello and I play cello. Be like do electric and like loop it. That's a goal. That's, okay. That's a, <laughs> First off, I want an electric cello so bad. Best, best character on a live show this week that I heard was a sentient um, arcade game that becomes sentient because of its deep need to play stand up bass. That looping thing, you already taught yourself guitar. I know. You've taught you. You know. You you did. You said you like to sing, but you're telling, but you were never classically trained how to sing. Well, I was. Uh, that's not true, actually. I was. Uh, I took singing, and. Sang you were a musical chorus. theater kid? I was a music theater kid. I mean, that's, I feel like everybody sort of starts out kind of in music theater because like, what do you do? You you go be in, you know, productions of Little Shop of Horrors and you, you know. You gotta play the doo-wop girl or whatever. You, you gotta sure. sing with Jojo and Susical before exactly. you can move on Exactly, before you can really spread your wings and find yeah. your, find your, find your path. Spread your hearts. Exactly. <laughs> Little spread Shop of them Horrors hearts. though, man. That was a good one. I've never actually seen Middle Little School. Shop of Horrors I've, and I will say this. Look up the, our musician Carrie Ann Holland. I will. She is she is uh, she is a harp rocking singer songwriter poet. Lovely. I'll definitely look it up. Before we go to break, I just wanted to ask you, Catherine, if there's anywhere that people could find out about this show. Uh, if there's like a social media profile that they can go to follow. Sure. So um, my Instagram handle is Calamy, which don't ask. But it's C-A-L-I-M-M-E. And uh, working on my website, relaunching. So it'll is, probably be CatherineMaringolo.com. I mean, go. I'm pretty much the only Catherine Maringolo. So is lucky there, you. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Is there, is there a mix of... Um, I'm sorry. Mix of I'm, content? Oh, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> I Truly. Assume, but, is, but does the term come from... What, where did that term come from? So one of my nicknames is Cal. Okay. Cal. And, uh, right. So kind of calamity, kind of not. Kind of. Or like calamine lotion. That's, sure. that's what I was going to say. Like or like Cal, I, Ooh, there you go. Or like Cal, I am me. Call on uh, me. Calamine. Damn it. Why? Why? Damn it. That's so good. I wish Will I, I Am wasn't taken. Oh, no. no. So I just, I don't know where it came you from. You might actually be my new favorite Scorpio because you are uh, in, invoking <laughs> the Steve Winwood in me. Um, let's yes. take a, Speaking of music, we have music that you, Catherine, submitted. We will return in a moment on Lost and Rewound. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Come get embarrassed with us. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 non-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air, so please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Welcome back. We're so grateful that you could join us on this lovely occasion. We have the talented and exciting voice that is Catherine Maringolos. And joining. talent. Massive talent. I mean, she's a total <laughs> sweetheart, as far talent. as I can tell. We have a lot of sweet, sweet guests that we come through here. We got some sweethearts coming through. Always. Every single Menches week. Menches all of them. In the rec room here every week, we do this show. 
And if you want to hear any of our past episodes, of which are online for you to hear, uh, you can look at a number of different sites. Uh, we recommend you go to our profile page, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash L-A-R, and you will see below the info for the show, there's a megaphone drop-down player in where you could listen to every single one of our past episodes with a click of a button. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty expansive. Uh, you can also go to SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash lost and rewound. Our uh, iTunes uh, is also pretty up to date, I think, for the most part. It yeah. is. It is. Yep. Unless it's turning out to Apple Music, and then I don't know what happens after that. I don't want to... We're not there I, yet. We're, we're not, we're there, not yet. there yet. Exactly. And then we also have Podomatic and Spotify as well. Um, we're about to dive into the sounds of the past of Catherine Moringolo. Are we ready? I think we're ready. But this is online, so people have heard this in I theory. I mean, I don't know that anyone would go seeking this. Okay. Let's talk about children's music. Are we talking Care Bear Stare era? Exactly. The Care Bear mm. Countdown. No. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, anyway. I, I mean, oh, wow. That was great. We can, I was doing a little bit uh, of Elon's actually dance. quite an accomplished uh, karaoke singer. He's a mover over there. And a shaker. No, I'm kidding. I'm not a shaker. I'm a stirrer. I'm um, very still. <laughs> children's music of which uh you had recorded when you were in fourth grade what is the name of this uh compilation that you sang on well um is that what it was there a compilation? was a folk singer named tom wisner and he would come to our it sounds creepy you're to from describe. maryland I'm southern from maryland southern, southern maryland but your parents so were originally from long island yeah 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 why did they move to maryland uh, my dad was in academia, so uh, we moved around a bit. What does he teach? So, well, he wasn't a teacher. He was huh. first in libraries and then moved his way up to vice presidency. Got it. Oh, wow. Um, What's cool. his research? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it was like literally like working in the libraries. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So he, like so dean he of libraries. He wasn't okay. docent or he wasn't anything like that. And that no. was at a local university? Or? Uh, well, so they had moved around a bit and like he, he worked at Amherst for a bit and then... Um, they moved to, he worked at UNC Charlotte, and I was born in North Carolina, and then um, Pennsylvania at Penn State, and then uh, St. Mary's College, Maryland. Oh, nice. And so, like most of my adolescence, my youth was in Southern Maryland, yeah. And uh, the connection with this school and the folk singer. Sure. So, <laughs> Hollywood Elementary School. Oh. Little, little fact Sweet here. Mother God. Grew up in Hollywood, Maryland, and then moved to Hollywood, California. It came but full circle. It did come full circle. Um, but uh, so at this elementary school, there were some experimental classes going on, like a multi, multi-age group. Um, and uh, the teacher's name was Miss Brady, and she had the Brady Bunch. We were the Brady Bunch. Amazing. Um, and because I was awesome, like a, a wild child, it was like perfect, put her in there. Yep, yep. Um, we were super like artsy-fartsy, but also environmental and like, you know, making maypoles outside, you know, while the other kids are doing their like textbook experiments yep, yep. um yeah uh so she had all these hippie friends and one of them was this gentleman named tom wisner and he was a folk singer and i believe he still is you can probably still find more recent stuff from him i mean raffi didn't die yeah no <laughs> raffi is also Raffy. kind of an asshole by the way oh but... please don't insult no, not that Raffy. i not that i didn't grow up in his baby music and love it. hey deep blue sea. i love apples and bananas I, too bananas, bananas, thank you very much news. i mean crack corn <laughs> I don't think he did that. I don't no, think, think that was, was someone him. else. Go yeah, on, that's go on. okay. Um, so anyway, I of course 
loved singing and he would sing with our class. And then we also had this thing called poetry hour. Like if you didn't want to go out for recess, you could do poetry. We made a spotlight. Ooh. And that's why Are I you serious? That's yeah. incredible. Why was it I at your school? Yeah, Jesus. And that's why. So I started I, writing poetry pretty young. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would like write some songs with yeah. him and sing. I'm like, why don't I just get back to that? Mm, nice. And so there were, there were like maybe seven to seven, eight of us that really, really loved it. And so we would start, it started becoming kind of extracurricular mm. and um, he had already had a few tapes, cassette tapes mm-hmm. out at the time, but then he um, was commissioned to do one with the Smithsonian mm. for the Chesapeake Bay. We were all about saving the bay. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're on, we're on that one. And there, I believe was another one as well. And I had a little song that I had written and a little solo you couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Oh, oh no! Was it, was it about the Chesapeake Bay was, Bridge Tunnel? No, oh. but I used to hold my breath going through there, and I almost—that's a long out. time to hold your breath. Yeah. How long is the Chesapeake Bay Tunnel? Long. It's really long. It's like it's too long. long to hold your breath. It's like a Two couple miles, of miles. And my, so miles. my dad would try and do it too, and my mother would be like, "You are driving." <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, honey. I'm. Seeing tunnel vision in a tunnel. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's listen to the first song here, which is called Chesapeake Born, uh, appropriately enough. It's right here from Tom Wisner and Friends, which includes... Marengolo. A, not a 10-year-old Catherine Marengolo. Not Marengolo's. even. Can I call not you, even, can I call you Marengolo? Can yeah, I? a lot of people call me Marengolo. Uh, let's awesome. do it. Let's do this. Well, I'm a Chesapeake Born. Chesapeake Born. In a Chesapeake Dream. Get her the chance to peek bound. Chesapeake bound. Who in with ease? Round with ease. Here, Chesapeake born. Chesapeake born. And bound to thee. Bound to thee. Indeed I am. Indeed I am. I'm Chesapeake free. Tobacco on my chin. I've seen forty years of sunshine, wind, and rain. If I had a chance, I'd do it all again. Cause I'm Chesapeake born. I'm a Chesapeake free. I'm a Chesapeake bound. Chesapeake, 
Chesapeake bound. Chesapeake bound. Oh, flow when we're these. Flow with these. Yeah, Chesapeake born. Chesapeake born. I'm bound to thee. Bound to thee. Indeed I am. Indeed I am. I'm Chesapeake free. Singing out and it tells me deep inside how the river of our spirit is the flowing deep and wide. Sons and daughters of the mother of the waters, come and sing us, sing this song with me. I'm Chesapeake born. I'm a Chesapeake free. Chesapeake free. I'm a Chesapeake bound. Chesapeake bound. We'll flow when we're these. Flow with these. A Chesapeake born. Chesapeake born. I'm bound to thee. Bound to thee. Indeed I am. Indeed I am. I'm Chesapeake free. Indeed I am, indeed I am I'm a Chesapeake free, Chesapeake free <laughs> So was that that's quite, that's quite folky Was that recorded? What, like I mean yeah. like distributed? Yeah, through the Smithsonian I mean, wow. so why wow. so why the sort of crackliness of the recording? That obviously because it's a tape. Because it's a cassette tape, which is someone, incredible. It's a cassette tape Orgasm. that someone recorded and then posted on YouTube. Oh, yeah. it's it's the that, that is like formatting oh, music to my ears. Well, and that's the version I sent you. But then I think I sent you a few others that were like more proper no, i don't think versions. you realize this but those are like aphrodisiacs for him that's incredible yeah yeah, okay. yeah he that's really like, enjoyed this recording. get off on that stuff. i really yeah. i unironically enjoyed this recording as did i like like i could i could awesome. like jam to that yeah i know it, it like all came back it was kind of cool well most of the time when people say it brought it all back it, it specifically denotes an emotional reaction or an emotional memory to a time and a place of their life mm. so was that directly connected because it was just it was very interesting that you cat that you identified it as the movements and the words not the experience. Yeah, it's not. It's not as much the experience for me. Really, for that one. Wow, you really are yeah. a dancer. It really yeah. is like experience and motion <laughs> yeah. are the same thing. What kind that? of yeah. dance moves did they give for this kind of stuff? I mean, it, it wasn't given. It was just stuff that I would do. Oh, really? What'd you yeah. do? Show, I did a little bit of the flow. Yeah, for our listeners, she like a is a giving us yeah. a wave motion. Yeah, with yeah, her yeah. Arm. there's some waving, and you know, there's a little step touching in there, and mm. and nice. you know. Did the oh. other kids look at you like, why are you doing that? No, we were all weird. Oh, okay. It was cool. Yes! Was cool. Embrace right. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let's hear the second track, and it's a song called Sunshine. What is the story behind this song? I don't really remember the story, but I remember it now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, then we'll just have to hear, and then all the memories will be jogged. Yeah, and maybe it'll come back. All right. Onward. All month long, I'm a waxing round. My song is full without a sound Waiting silent to the sun When I'm dark my song is done I'm singing sunshine Over her 
deep blue sea. Sunshine, shine on me, would you shine on me? Put your light into this dark green land. Sunshine, take my hand, would you take my hand? All day long I've been turning round. Sun come up, sun go down. Turning round toward the moon. Singing soft, I'll be home soon. Singing sunshine over a deep blue sea. Sunshine, shine on me, would you shine on me? Put your life into this dark green land. Sunshine, take my hand, would you take my hand? moment but there's a voice in there that may yeah. need to be called out probably not no, oh maybe. we don't need to name i want to talk <laughs> about that soloist yeah i don't really i don't want to be mean gotta we, say that, we're we, we are not mean here we are able to poke fun at each other and it's okay if you don't want to name names but i'm not gonna name names but <sighs> that individual wasn't a real fan in elementary school. <laughs> wasn't, a, wasn't a real fan of you? Or you weren't a fan of I them? Mean, I mean, maybe it was mutual, but I certainly didn't like him. Mm. Yeah. He was just trying to show off too much. Yeah. He was too mentally healthy. Yeah. He, he was, it's true. No, I said I, he was more emotionally stable. So, of course, let me uh, got the perks. Uh, question. unfortunate. It, this is maybe a, a sensitive question. but you uh, ask it. <laughs> um, did you have like a crush when you were that, that age, in t when you were 10? Uh, did you have crushes well, around that time? let's see. I was nine at the time that we did that. The second one, maybe I was 10. But I feel like I had maybe crushes then. I definitely, first crush was younger than that, though. Like seven who mm -hmm. is do you remember the person who your first crush was? yeah his name was drew funk drew yeah. Funk. We, yeah. we made out it. we made out like french kissed at what age at, at like i was like seven Whoa. in in third grade made what? out with this wonderful Not girl who i was in love grade, with like alexis second. cataldo Yo. under my bed loved it wow. To this that dance. took it to another level Incredible. under your bed. Wow, wow. that is crazy. Because like, we this weren't hiding. We he, had to be someplace would, that was like we lived secure. like two houses down from each other uh, in Pennsylvania. Ooh boy. And uh, we would walk back from the bus stop together, a bunch of us. Aww. And one day he just was like, I want to try this. 
I want to know. <laughs> and you were like, yes, 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 and I, yes. And I was just like, all right, what do we do? And he was like, let's French kiss. And we tried and it was pretty unsuccessful, obviously. Oh, that's, that's so wonderful. Yeah. I was always into like the dad's. I was into everyone's what? dads. Everyone's dads. Everyone's dads, yeah. And like my older brother's friends. I was always into my older brother's oh, yeah. friends. Well, see, I had the opposite. So all of my friends were always into my brother. Oh, yeah. Nobody was uh, ever into my brother. That always sucked. For our final track, it, this is a song called Freedom is a River. And according to you, uh, Catherine, there one is- One of my favorites. There is a vocal Uh-oh. part of this, oh, this song. I don't, no, no, no. I don't know that I have a solo in this, but, but there were there was like choreographed movement. Please tell us about song. this choreographed movement. It was like you would reenact like the the map of the rivers and how they would flow into and out That's of the awesome. speak. That's awesome. Incredible. That's awesome. Good. At my brother's wedding, he came out to me. He was like, Catherine, remember? Susquehanna, Wicomico. <laughs> so did they, did they teach please you tell the me, Please tell me he asked you to do uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. how we like were learning about things is that's through amazing. music and getting outside and getting ticks and... Love a good watershed. Love, love a good watershed. Love a good Lyme yeah. disease. All right, Freedom. Bring us down the river. Bring us home. Singing a Susquehanna, Wicomico, South Seven and a cold jump tank and up. We're born of Potomac, out of Old Shenandoah, York, Rappahannock, and James. York, Rappahannock, and James. Singing a Susquehanna, Wicomico, South Seven and a cold jump tank and up. We're born of Potomac, out of Old Shenandoah, York, Rappahannock, and James. York, Rappahannock, and James. We're Susquehanna, Wicomico, South Severn, Medico, Chop, Tank, and Hill. We're born of Potomac, out of Old Shenandoah, York, Rappahannock, and James. That was like a shanty. Yeah, yeah. it felt like a like a, I should have like a, a a mug of beer, and I'm just like, right? Susqu- Wait, what are the lyrics of that song? I, we- Susquehanna. 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 That had a nice sway to it. It yeah. was yeah. You can really get down dead, to that one. Did, and you performed these live as well. Oh yeah. So we like even had like an original musical that we wrote. What um, featuring these songs? featuring these songs and uh, my mom helped craft a lot of the costumes. It sounds very oh, colonial. Was it a colonial fact, play? Uh, no, it wasn't colonial. It was okay. like we had we created a giant paper mache head of like m- mother. Chesapeake. Oh, oh my so God. This is an that's actual awesome. Being. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know. For the play, she was. She was a character. Sure. But, like, she's, you know, Mother Chesapeake. But spirit of, spirit of, of this is home and comfort and something yeah, that has lasted yeah, okay. for a long sure. time. Sure. And she had these giant hands 
that would like open and close. And we would just like, we were like, it sort of was like, you know, in the Nutcracker when with, yep, the, yep, yep, with yep. the big, like the woman with the big skirt and all the What's kids run in and out. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I forget what her name is. No, it's before, it's before Marzipan. What the fuck is her? The, the, the only the... rendition of the Nutcracker I've seen is 1999's Barbie and the Nutcracker. Okay, well, <laughs> wow. She's I not should... in that one, but I've seen yes. that one too. And you have seen that. Oh, one. of course. That and was, the Care Bears version of, it's a big, it's a big of a Russian, yeah. it's a big of a Russian nesting doll. So it's a yes, mother yes. who, it's like, like Mother Babushka or some, I don't know, yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and they all come out of her. So so that was sort of the, that's that just to give you a visual image of it. Um, but I remember I had like one of the lead roles, nice. and at that point I had really short hair. My my mom told me if I wouldn't brush my hair, she wouldn't let me, let her rather, uh, she would cut it. And so she was serious and she cut my hair and it was the same as my brother's. And people oh would my think God. we were twin boys. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I was supposed to play like the son of Mother Chesapeake. Mm. And then my friend Emily was playing the daughter, I guess. And I got demoted. What? Oh, no. The daughter? A fucking raindrop. Boo. Oh, boo. Oh, Mother Chesapeake, you fucked That's me. That's what happens when you don't want to go to school every day (laughs) and you just kind of yeah you're not the best student and just rebelling in other ways and then they're like well this is what's gonna happen to your extracurriculars (laughs) i got kicked off of the safety patrol because i didn't go to school every day safety patrol yeah it was a safety patrol my dad used to say the truant officer was gonna come get me yeah yes that was a very i don't know i was afraid of that happening if that truant officer really is out there yes he really should have come for me because i missed quite a bit yeah mm. yeah they had whole meetings about my attendance record oh, yeah. yeah and they're the insurance officer is real oh really because yeah. i think i there at one point like in middle school i went like i missed like 40 days yeah i, I okay i'm that's, sure i did that's too. insane no I like did, i, I like too. there are reasons I, why that'll happen there, oh yeah there yeah. are absolute reasons that'll happen i but had I'm a lot just, of reasons for it yeah for sure but yeah. if that but but if that does happen there's you're you guys are very lucky if you're in a place where some where they have a dedicated person to say what is going on? Yeah, right, you know? right, had, right, right. There were whole staff meetings about. Oh sure. Me. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel you. We uh, got a lovely glimpse into the past with you. Uh, this, the, the, these songs were brilliant, and I'm sorry <laughs> that we uh, were not able to be graced with uh, your precise voice. But perhaps somewhere out there, there uh, exists uh, a copy of the songs that you had. There were a few, right? There weren't I think just there one. Were, there was one or two. Yeah. That I that either either had a solo in or I, yeah, sang a whole section by myself. Very good. They exist. They exist you, somewhere in the ether. Catherine, thank you for contributing today. All the submissions that you got to play for us were so wonderful. And uh, thank you for being so honest with us, too, about the Thank you uh, for indeed. having me. The, I really want to see this play. When can we ever see yeah, this performance uh, again? So I'm, uh, I just finished the showing, but I'm working on uh, finding finding new opportunities finding to share it. Finding a new home. Yeah. So, um, yeah, further development. My hope is to have the piece continually have new iterations mm. and for it to change slightly every time. Absolutely. Also looking to get it published. It's about nice. 20 pages of writing. So, yeah. Um, in the meantime, when uh, someone is, who is listening is interested in learning more, a reminder that uh, your Instagram is C-A-L-I-M-M-E Calamie. 
And soon to come website. What? Yeah. And soon to come website. CatherineMaringolo.com. Yes. Thank you, Catherine, very you. much for being here on Lost and Rewound. Thank you, all three of you. And we'll be back in a little bit to wrap up. Before we end the show, we have some announcements to make. Let's begin with Rachel. What you got? After more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late night conference calls, and early Saturday morning meetings, the Me team is happy and proud to present to you the Me bottle. This double insulated reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in a 60 second cycle utilizing UVC LED technology and is 99.99% effective against E. coli. A single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days and the bright LED display lets you know when the water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. Thanks so much, Rachel. And finally, if you've already been donating to Radio Free Brooklyn, as we mentioned on the half hour, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, did you know that you could also donate to Radio Free Brooklyn by shopping through Amazon Smile? What? Who knew? Amazon's charity initiative is called Amazon Smile, where you could shop and support a nonprofit of your choice at the same time. It costs nothing. Nothing. Just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash smile to sign up to have RFB as your donee and start shopping. It is the holidays too soon coming up, so don't pretend that you're not going to go on Amazon as if you don't do it every day. Because if you are going online, chances are you might be shopping on Amazon to get that one thing you can't otherwise get in the store. Otherwise, shop locally. <laughs> that's, my, that, that's, my, that's my pitch, damn it. Make RFB your donee. Your donee. Teen Squad. <laughs> Teen Squad. We got to get out of here. My name's Alon Danziger. And I'm Will Hasty. I'm Rachel Teichman. Lost and Rewound, coming back at you next week from 3 to 4 p.m. Take care of yourselves. You'll hear us again right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Lost and Rewound. Oh, no. Wow, sex is now meaningless to me. What? Well, how do we get to sex? <laughs> yeah, wow. You escalated it, Will Hasty. You maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm graphing way too much of myself. I was way too hypersexual, way this, too early. But the point is, too. so to so to rejigger it back into the realm of normalcy. What did you say, Oh my God, crushes are no longer fun for me. 